0: Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL. The brand new Las Vegas Raiders. (laughs) This is the Raiders Wire podcast powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Raiders Wire editor, Marcus Mosher.
1: Man, Marcus, I go back to last week, our episode, you talked about which teams do you trust in the AFC as much as the Raiders, right? And we started to debate that. (laughs) Maybe we trust them. Maybe we trust them. But man, now I I don't know how to feel after this just crazy blowout loss that it's one thing to lose a game, Marcus, but to get just trounced by the Falcons like that, what was it, 43 to 6 or something? Or yeah, 43 to 6. Wow. Wow. Painful, man. Where do we begin?
2: Uh, well, we last week, we uh, we finished our podcast saying, you know, John Gruden has been a Coach, that's not typically very good when he has to play at the East Coast at one o'clock, and this just happened to be one of those games. It felt like a trap game, you know, coming off a tough, you know, a tough loss to the Chiefs. Uh, you know, I think the players were hanging their heads a little bit, and they got whipped, and that's what happens in the NFL. You can't take any uh, opponent, uh, you know, lightly.
1: Yeah, I thought, you know, going in, the Raiders had some positive momentum, even coming off the Chiefs' loss, right? And I even in fantasy. Derek Carr, I I bet a lot of people may plug Derek Carr in because Atlanta gives up all kinds of fantasy points, especially even the Taysom Hill, right? They give up points to everyone. And Carr, if you put him in your lineup, what a disaster. 215 yards, no touchdowns, interception, all these three lost fumbles, Marcus. I mean, it's like one of those things where it just snowballs on you.
2: It it was one of the worst games I think I've ever seen Derek Carr play. He didn't feel comfortable in the pocket at all. Uh, And there's some reason behind that. They have a lot of backup offensive linemen in. Uh, I think once the game started to get out of hand a little bit, he started to to push the panic button. got a little bit frazzled just it just wasn't their day i mean they had penalties galore on both sides of the ball turnovers missed tackles uh you have these days in the nfl and this happened to be one of them for the raiders
1: five turnovers right Uh, there was 11 penalties for 141 yards and and that is just unbelievable and what does that lead you to do as a head coach it leads you to apologize (laughs) and john cruden goes out and he apologizes to Raider Nation. What would you make of that thing uh, with Gruden doing that? And that's not something you typically would see from uh, Bill Belichick or, or someone. You know what I mean? Like They're not they're never going to go out there and admit that they screwed it up, but Gruden seems to be taking this thing personal.
2: Yeah, I think he was embarrassed by the performance of his team. And, you know, let's talk about those penalties. A lot of those were just absolute backbreakers where, you know, where um, it was, they had a field goal attempt where uh, the Falcons made a field goal and they ran into the kicker. Uh, they had holding calls on big plays uh it's just it, it was just a really sloppy game for the Raiders
1: right now the topic that I really want to tackle today Marcus is did the Falcons like kind of exploit some fatal flaws in the Raiders game we've talked about the defense ad nauseum this year right throughout our mm-hmm. 14 weeks doing the podcast they've now surrendered at least 30 points in seven games this season that's tied with the Jets you never want to be tied with the Jets Marcus in no not at all um so they're, they're among the bottom five teams in the league in points allowed per game, obviously. And then you've got this thing with Carr, and although he's brought his interceptions down and he's playing his best football of his career, he's still fumbling the football, at an alarming rate. Now, he's got eight lost fumbles on the year, Marcus. So, if you're not throwing picks, that's one thing, but you can't lose three fumbles in a game, too, right? So, the turnover thing and the defense, letting up points, could that be a fatal flaw that you think comes back in and, and just bites this team and, and ultimately kills them?
2: Yeah, I want to stick up for the defense a little bit in this game. I actually think they played pretty well. Now, you look at the score and you think, 43 points, how in the world can you say that, Marcus? Well, the offense had a, a pick six, they had some fumbles that put them in positions, uh, you know, to, to score pretty easily. Again, they were special teams penalties that turned field goals into touchdowns I I thought the defense did especially in the first half they did a good enough job uh, to win that game now long term I do have some concerns about this defense because it seemed like they can't find another solid cornerback opposite Trayvon Mullen the pass rush still isn't there they're struggling to find competent linebacker play outside of Nick Kikowski I, I do wonder if this team gets to the playoffs or even when we get to some of these bigger games here in December is this defense good enough to get them where they want to go and right now the answer is probably no
1: where do you think it started to like just completely go off the rails on sunday
2: i think it was the deon jones touchdown yeah. uh you know there was the it was the that one that really seemed like it turned the momentum uh the raiders had a chance to cut it to a one score game once deon jones scored it seemed like the, you know the just the air went out of the bubble and the the raiders had no chance from that point on
1: 43 to 6 Forty-three to six. This is the freaking Bad. Falcons we're talking about. I mean, they're they're playing uh, football, know. but forty-three to six. This one's hard. Listen, to... listen,
2: this is what happens when you play some you know really good offenses and good quarterbacks. As weird things like this can happen, you can feel pressure on the offensive side of the ball to try to keep up with Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley and all those guys. And I think Derek Carr just did try to do a little bit too much in this game.
1: So we've we've been pounding. The Raiders as a playoff contender, we've liked their chances all through the year. And now we look at the rankings and they're like, uh, Marcus, so let's tackle that question here coming up. The Raiders, let's reset the Raiders playoff chances. And it's not looking as good as it, it was a couple weeks ago. We'll do that coming up next. Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends sit up,
0: start These are the fantasy picks of the week. It will kill me if this game ends at a tie. I need this win. This game's pretty much done. With Corey Bonini from TheHuddle.com.
3: Corey Benigni of thehuddle.com here to talk strong plays for week 13 of the fantasy football season. Quarterback Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cousins has really picked up his play of late and he gets his star receiver Adam Thielen back in the lineup after one week off due to COVID-19. Only the Dallas Cowboys have given up more passing touchdowns in 2020 than the Jaguars. Jacksonville is hardly a threat to pick off a pass and the yardage against them is fifth in the NFL. Factor in Dalvin Cook and Jacksonville's defense will be spread too thin. New England Patriots running back Damian Harris at the Los Angeles Chargers. All seven rushing touchdowns against the Bolts have come since week seven, and the position has yielded seven different performances of at least 60 yards in that time. There have been eight double-digit PPR efforts over that period as well, and Harris has a chance to rebound after a couple of weeks with lukewarm results. New York Jets wide receiver Brashad Perriman versus the Las Vegas Raiders. In Perriman's last five games, scattered over seven weeks thanks to injuries and a bye, the well-traveled veteran has generated at least 10.2 PPR points four times. Since Week 9's breakout game against the Pats, Perriman has produced with both Joe Flacco and Sam Darnold at quarterback. Las Vegas has given up a wide receiver touchdown every 12.3 completions and just 10 teams have given up more yards to the position in 2020. And at tight end, Kyle Rudolph of the Minnesota Vikings will pick on the Jaguars one more time. As mentioned, Thielen returns to balance out this offense. The matchup is a major plus as well and the Jaguars have granted tight ends four touchdowns in the last five games. The volume has been low which unlike Week 12 for Rudolph has been the norm all season long and that it's fine. You're only playing him as a flyer to get into the end zone, and he can be used as a stack with Kirk Cousins in redraft and DFS action in Week 13.
1: So I think we can agree on this, Marcus. They're outside of the playoff picture, as we said. They're down in ninth place now in the AFC, but they mm. do control their own destiny, right? If they just go out and win ball games, they're going to get right back in it. it. This is still kind of a, a really tight playoff race in the AFC. What do you think? Do they have to win four of the next five? Four out of, of, five five?
2: Four out of five? yeah, four out of and it probably and here's the truth it probably depends on which four they win right because yep. they've got a game coming up against the Colts that's at home uh a couple of weeks later they'll play the Raiders uh or excuse me they'll play the Dolphins uh the day after Christmas if they win those two games they're probably in the playoffs but if they happen to slip up once there and they don't own the tiebreaker with let's say a team like Miami it could be a, a little bit of a, a struggle to get in but their schedule's pretty easy going the rest of the way. You know, they've got a game against Jets, home game against the Chargers, uh, the Broncos, and then the other two games that we already mentioned. It's not too bad.
1: No, no. The good news is you got the Jets on deck, right? And you could try with all your might to lose that game 43-6, to six and you're just not. You're not going to.
2: Well, let, let me remind win. you, though. Let me remind you last year that we had a very similar situation with the Raiders, right? They were in about this exact same spot at the same time of the year, and they were going to New York to play the Jets. And what happened? They got absolutely blown out in that game 34 to 3 and that really ended their playoff chances so we we, we saw this happen last year I, I just hope it's not a repeat of what we saw in 2019
1: no no it, it brings me back so I'm somehow still alive in my survivor pool Marcus and I'm looking at this game this is like when I mapped it out I'm like Vegas against the Jets this is where I'm going to take Vegas and it's like now I'm like like I said earlier the trust factor is gone but I feel like I got to trust them against the Jets and we can get into that a little bit later but I got to trust that they'll figure out a way and take out their frustrations on the embarrassing, deplorable New York Jets.
2: You would think so, right? You would, you would think <laughs> no, they would no, be you, able to. So you don't
1: have me convinced already. Just listening. W- to No, no.
2: I, I mean, listen. Whenever you lose the game that bad, it, it just it kind of rattles you. And I think I think I'm more concerned about this game than I probably should be. You know, this could, this very well could be a game where the Raiders go in, control the line of scrimmage, and absolutely dominate. But when you have that bad of a defense and your offense is turning the ball over and your offensive line is kind of shaky, you never know. And again, this is another one PM game on the East Coast. Oh we'll see, I guess.
1: Oh boy. Now, what I'm gonna have to revisit the Survivor thing. Okay, uh so let's parse this out a little bit. So after the Jets, which should be a win, but Marcus is telling me that it might not be, and, and I <laughs> why am I starting to believe him? Uh
2: well I just think seven and a half, that's the line right now for the Jets. I, I probably would take the Jets and the points right now.
1: Oh geez. Okay. Yeah, let's not go here. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute uh so after the jets though that's where i'm really looking at it i want to parse this out a Mm. little bit they come home empty stadium right at home against the colts and the colts are scary and they're scary because they don't beat you with one phase they beat you with all three phases they come at you with defense special teams i mean they they can do it in all three phases i don't think they're the best team in the league but the colts are scary that's not an easy one there and then home versus the chargers i think we might have talked about him before I love Justin Herbert. I know the Raiders yeah, put a whooping on yeah. the Chargers already, but I do love Herbert. That's not an easy ball game. We all know what the Dolphins are, and then the Broncos on the road. Even if Kendall Hinton's playing quarterback, right? The Broncos on the road never—it's never fun to play <laughs> up in the altitude. So the more I look at this schedule and and really go over it, Marcus, the more concerned I get for the Raiders. And man, what a bummer it would be if they end up on the outside with the extra playoff spot and all that. If they end up on the outside, whoo, man, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough to swallow.
2: Yeah, I think it would be. Be absolutely a failure of a season for the Raiders if they don't make the playoffs I mean they should at the very least get to nine wins when you consider where this team was at a couple of weeks ago with the talent they have on both sides of the ball they need to get to nine wins. I think ten wins is what they really need to get to if they want to get a playoff spot, but you're right, Ryan. This 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 has to be a team that makes the playoffs because you know we've seen them play some really good football. They cannot afford to lose uh, some of these games like they've lost this season.
1: Well, I'll let them fail to cover the spread against the Jets and still win. I'll, I'll allow that, but if they lose to the <laughs> Jets, we're getting out the shovel and we're digging the grave, right? And before we launch into the Jets conversation, I do want to get to this game because you know, as much as I would love, Marcus, to gloss over the jets game we have to talk about it because there's now a must win after this atlanta mm-hmm. falcons loss john gruden came out with this quote that made me spit out my coffee and fall on the ground rolling around laughing he said quote i have a lot of respect for the way the jets are competing oh my god i almost felt i, I almost hit the floor laughing right <laughs> i mean i was like oh my god what the hell is gruden talking about the jets are competing no they're not what they're terrible. This is
2: this comes off of him last week saying the Falcons were the greatest three and team he's seen in his life. So uh, I don't think I don't think Gruden has any problem gassing up the other team just a little bit. I, I don't think he ever wants uh, uh, to have his team overlook opponents, but at the same time, that's exactly what they did last week against the Falcons. So I don't know. I don't know what Gruden's game plan and strategy is
1: here. All right, he's lying to us, Marcus. All right, let's, let's, <laughs> let's get let's get more into Gruden, the Jets, and this way more important game that it needs to be thing.
0: It's that time again for the line of the week the inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. Hello, I'm Esten McLaren of sportsbookwire.com
2: and Bet Slipping Podcast joined by my colleague, Jeff Clark. We're breaking down the Monday night football game between the San Francisco 49ers and Buffalo Bills. The 49ers come in as two and a half point underdogs as the official home team in this. They have minus 106 odds. The Bills, minus 115 odds to win by a minimum of three points. Jeff, do the Bills continue to roll through 2020
3: or are the 49ers back on track? Oh, for sure. I'm on the Bills to win by more than a field goal here. Josh Allen could stretch the 49ers defense more so than Jared Goff could last week. And I think this Bills defense is trending up. And it's going to do a good job against the 49ers rush and make Nick Mullins beat them in the air.
2: I think the 49ers are back on track. That They're getting healthy. The, the running game looking strong. The defense coming on as well. Kyle Shanahan's squad fighting for a playoff spot. I think they make it back to back and beat the Bills back the forty plus plus two point five.
1: So Marcus, we talked about the betting line with the Raiders and you already said maybe maybe look at the Jets with the points. I just think I gotta believe the Raiders are gonna win this thing by multiple scores. I do. I just I don't know why, but I just feel like that's where I'm at with this game. Yeah, seven and a half. I'm not worried about the hook. I feel like It should be a multiple score situation for them. The Jets are just disgraceful. They're just, I don't think they're trying to win, Marcus. I I disagree with Gruden when he says they're playing hard. I think that is the most ridiculous comment, even if he's lying to us and pumping the tires. They are legitimately trying to outrace the Jaguars to that number one draft slot. I mean, it's terrible. I don't think the Jets want to win. So from a betting angle, I think that adds an interesting wrinkle to this thing. If the Jets don't want to win the game, like the Raiders should go out and beat them by a couple scores.
2: I would agree. But at the same time, I think the jets have played better over the last five weeks. Right. I would that, agree. They came, I would agree. They they played really well against the chargers a few weeks ago. I mean, they even hung around with the dolphins for quite a long time. And that game should have beaten the Patriots played really good against the bills earlier the season. I, I don't know. I, I think obviously the jets are bad. We, we all know that they're, they're going to end up with the number one pick. But have they been playing better? Yes. Are they completely devoid of talent? I don't think so. I think, you know, now that they're getting some of the receivers back, Quinn Williams is a monster inside a defensive tackle. I don't think they're awful. And I think Greg Williams still has a lot of pride, their defensive coordinator. I think they're going to make this tough on the Raiders for a few quarters. And then hopefully the Raiders in the second half can, can pull away. and Maybe the Jets will do what the Jets typically do, and that's lose games.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, if Flacco was still the quarterback, i would say raiders by a billion i just i'm a flat that. Guy. sam darnold's in there i mean what do you think the sam darnold factor is in this one he's now failed to throw a touchdown pass marcus in four straight games um and he's throwing all these he threw a couple picks against the dolphins did not look good the jets uh, scored a whopping three points against miami last week so what do you think about darnold and maybe specifically how the raiders should go about uh, attacking the jets defensively in this one
2: yeah, so I'm a little biased here because I'm still a Sam Darnold believer. You're a guy. Yes, so, somebody come and save Sam because this is the worst possible situation ever. Just a terrible offensive line, a terrible organization. We saw what he did last year against the Raiders. So he just carved up their secondary. We, there are games, and maybe it's even for just a quarter or a half, where he gets really hot and he can put the ball wherever he wants. Uh, there's also games where he just doesn't know. Or he's, he admits that he's seeing ghosts out there and he's throwing the ball to the wrong team. But I think because because we know what Darnold's potential is, it's always a little bit scary. But we'll see. I, again, I, I really don't have a feel for this game, Ryan. I wish I could say, yep, the Raiders are going to come out and absolutely dominate on both sides of the ball. But how can you say that after what we saw last week?
1: No, you can't. The trust is gone. You know, it's like it's like your you know, it's like your college girlfriend, and you know, she goes out and she 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 goes to the bar without you, and she's dancing and in the yeah. basement and doing that whole thing, and getting a little too close, and now the trust is gone, right? How do we trust? We, if we can't trust the Raiders against the Jets, Marcus, then we're in trouble. Like, if I can't go in my survivor pool and pick the Raiders in this game, like, what, uh, are, we, what are we even talking about here?
2: And, and this is, you know, again, just at this time last week, we were talking about them being the maybe third or fourth best team in the AFC. <laughs> Man, how <laughs> one game can sway <laughs> our opinions? Yeah,
1: literally. Like like seven days ago, from this, exactly. from this point, yeah, we were like, "Oh man, we trust the Raiders." I'm, I'm glad I said I trusted the Bills more than them. Now, um, I, mean, I, I, I agree. I got, I got that, but I started Raiders and I had to talk myself out of Raiders. That's how much we were loving the Raiders. Oh man, they're a better team than that, right? They're they're a better team than that Falcons game.
2: Yeah, I think so. Maybe we were just excited from all the holiday cheer. You know, Thanksgiving <laughs> was coming up, and we were all we were all excited for the the little holiday that we, we got a little too excited here.
1: Yeah, maybe I think I get even saltier during the holidays <laughs> to be honest. But you don't think so? So I know you you kind of you're kind of on the Jets a little bit. I, I I like that take. It's kind of a contrarian take because I you know how I feel about the Jets. I'm sure you can tell. Yeah, You don't, yeah, think, I, you don't think there's something fishy going on with Adam Gase?
2: Well, I think he's 100 percent in on the tank, right? Yes, I think, absolutely. I, I think they're they're letting him play out the season, and you know. Maybe they'll, they'll hang around for another year or two, but yeah, he's he's certainly in on it. There's no doubt.
1: All right, so I don't know if the Raiders go out, beat the Jets. I don't. I don't know even if they win by forty. I don't know if we go out and we, we're saying we trust them again. But they, <laughs> could a, they could take a step in that process, Marcus, with a win over the Jets.
2: Absolutely, and again, you get this win. You just need to win probably three of your last four and you're in the playoffs. It's a must-win game for the Raiders. Uh, I do think it's going to be closer than maybe what uh, most people anticipate, but do expect the Raiders to ultimately get the win.
1: Marcus likes the points, and I'm actually saying I would I would take the 7.5, even with the hook. So I'm saying maybe stay away from this game. Don't bet it. Don't put it maybe even sur- don't do Survivor either, although I'm still thinking no. about that. I'd stay away. Just stay away. Steer clear. Maybe there's a better bet out there, Marcus, for people. You, maybe they should check out Sportsbook Wire for that.
2: Yeah, I'd tease it. Yeah. You know, tease this game up to 14 points for the Jets. I think they'll hang in uh, for that part I mean they've been close in the last couple of games I think that's a, the better bet here.
1: All right so when you're when you're in a must win game it's always good to have the Jets next on your schedule we'll see what happens Marcus <laughs> have a great week my man.
2: yeah thanks Ryan.